Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Booth 61. Featuring movers and shakers on the Atlanta tech scene, organizations serving the tech market, and the inspired people who lead them. Now here's your host, Ricky Steele. Welcome and thank you for visiting Booth 61. I am Ricky Steele, and I'm so thankful to be part of the technology community in Georgia. I want to begin today's program by thanking my oldest son, Everett Steele, the co-founder of Kanga, for becoming a new sponsor of Booth 61. If you've not tried Kanga's amazing last-mile delivery service in Atlanta, Athens, and many other cities, you should visit getkanga.com. I am very excited about today's show on multiple levels. As most of you know, our goal for Booth 61 is to build community and to allow the rising tide to lift all the boats. No other not-for-profit organization in this community has a greater impact on our community through technology, and that would be TechBridge. A man that needs no introduction to anyone in this audience today is Mr. James Franklin. James is the CEO of TechBridge and has taken a very good organization and in less than four years forged it into a great organization that last year impacted over 7 million people. Working with great volunteer business leaders in our community, like my second guest, Mr. Vish Narendra. He's CIO of Alstrom Integration, which is part of GE Power and Water. And to do this, they work through the not-for-profit community. And my third guest today represents the success and the power of what TechBridge does each and every day through over 500 not-for-profit partners. Mr. Leo Martinez is the Community Education Coordinator and Youth Advocate at Caminar Latino, which I probably have not pronounced exactly right, (laughs) but hopefully he'll be able to straighten me up in a hurry. But as a 25-year-old organization, you're going to be hearing a lot about very, very soon. Gentlemen, welcome to Booth 61. Great to be here. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you for the invitation. Thank, Thank all, you. Thank you all for being here. It's uh, it, it's indeed my great honor and, and have a chance to have lunch beforehand and get to know you a little bit better. That is certainly a blessing. Um, to begin, I want to help our audience understand who you are as individuals and what you do within your organization. So everybody's got about two or three minutes or maybe even less. I've got a timer. So uh, <laughs> kind of set the stage for us today. Uh, who you are, how you got to the party, and kind of what your organization does within itself. And I guess I'll start on my left with James, who is CEO of TechBridge, is really the foundation of our conversation today. James? So TechBridge is really a consulting company uh, that provides business and technology expertise to other nonprofits. Um, The need uh, in the nonprofit community for this type of expertise is pretty acute. Uh, The typical nonprofit is excellent at their mission, excellent at understanding the needs uh, of their clients, uh, but less skilled typically in in how technology can help them accelerate their mission. And so we provide uh, that bridge between the corporate IT community uh, and, and harnessing their resources, financial resources, their people and their software and products, and channeling that into nonprofits in a way that a nonprofit can consume it. Uh, the, the challenge that we've seen in having a direct connection is GE is an amazing organization with terrific enterprise software. It's maybe not as applicable to uh, a smaller organization uh, with 10 people. So there needs to be an intermediary that packages it up. Uh, and, and even more fundamentally is do the change management. We have found that it takes a year, really, for technology change uh, to to percolate uh, and become second nature to a nonprofit. 
Um, there's many things that we do, but I think at the core of it is is making technology something that's approachable and affordable for nonprofits. Well, as normal, humble James told us all about the organization, but didn't tell us about James. So give me a little thumbnail on who James Franklin is, please, sir. Well, let's see. Who is James Franklin? Um, I'll, 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 that's a long question, right, <laughs> or a long potential answer. But uh, I guess what I'll say is how I got to TechBridge. And uh, I, I, was, I was gifted enough to be in D.C. and have an executive coach. And uh, I expected an executive coach to be somebody that would – teach me how to deliver critical feedback better or something like that. But what he, what he did is over the course of a year is he said, what do you want out of life? And, and let's get to that, and then we'll work back from there. And at the end of it, he said, James, I have two bits of advice for you. One is uh, you need to find a way to merge your professional goals and your community-based goals uh, because there's a lot you want to accomplish in both, and, and you're not going to be satisfied as an individual unless you see progress in both areas. Because I think maybe like many executives at the time, uh, I had this impression that I was going to work extraordinarily hard and have great professional success, and community success would be something that I could I could strive for in retirement. And, and he said that's not going to be satisfying for you. And he said and the second thing is the community that you identify with is Atlanta, so you need to move back home. And there's a long story about what happens after that that's somewhat humorous. I'll avoid it now for the sake of time. Uh, but that's how I got to TechBridge. You know, when I moved back to Atlanta, one of the first calls I got was uh, from a good friend who was chairman of the board of TechBridge. That was uh, January 2006, and he said, I'd like you to volunteer. And here I am today. I've heard the second half of the story, and it is quite humorous. And uh, we all owe a debt of gratitude to the coach in D.C., because uh, TechBridge has flourished since you joined um, as the CEO. Uh, Leo? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you get to the party today. Uh, thanks, Ricky, for the uh, invitation today. I, I just was hearing what um, James was saying about how he started volunteering. And that's something that happened to me, too. With, I started with Camino Latino about two and a half years uh, as a volunteer first. I was just uh, finished a little bit ago uh, my um, degree, what is say, uh, after working in in the corporate America, I worked for AT&T for many years, and I was just uh, about done with corporate, unfortunately. But but even though I, uh, I'm very grateful about all the great experience I, I acquired there, which is uh, comes very ha very handy sometimes. Uh, but uh, I, I was just out of college uh, again after several years, my second round, and I, uh, and and I really wanted to do you know something more meaningful, and it was that's why I went back to school and and. And I did my, my degree in psychology and human services. And I started doing some uh, volunteering in different organizations, including Camino Latino, and that's how I started. I am the community education coordinator, which is big title, just, you know, and I wear many hats, but I am the trainer for the organization. And uh, as such, I, I do a lot of uh, out in the community outreach and, and, and education for other professionals, other agencies. Uh, but our main goal is to work with the, the, the families. We work with Latino families in the metro Atlanta area mostly, but we reach people as far as Savannah and as far as uh, North Georgia. And we do a, yeah, a lot of the direct services, such as uh, support groups for women who go through uh, domestic violence, uh, uh, sharing groups for the uh, for their children that have witnessed domestic violence, and re-education groups for the men who have been a um, uh, the, who are the batterers. 
So we we do a lot of that. And uh, yeah, at going back, I, I was a, I was a teacher for many years, and then I went back to a uh, I came to the uh, United States when I was twenty five. It's been a while ago, <laughs> but uh, um, but but I am. I couldn't tell you I'm at the happiest I could be with my career doing what I'm doing right now. So you're a teacher and also assistant principal, and so yes. then AT and T, <laughs> and and you've had a great career, but. Um, uh, the purpose of the organization is so very critical, not just to the Latino community, but to all communities. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're addressing it uh, uh, is just powerful. And the organization itself is not a year or two old. This year you're celebrating... 25th year, yes. 25th we are having a, a party later in the year in November, so I hope everybody can come. It's invited. So I, um, I think we're still working on the details, but I'll let you know so you can give us a shout-out later on. Oh, that would be a great blessing. Vish. <laughs> Yeah, hey, um, so I feel like an Atlanta native, although I'm not. Um, I was born and raised in India. I came here when I was 23. Um, I came to Atlanta via Chicago, and uh, I went to school in Chicago, worked there for many years before I moved to Atlanta to work for GE, and I've been there uh, almost uh, 13 and a half years. Uh, my engagement with uh, TechBridge has been for the past uh, eight or nine months. Um, you know, James and I had met uh, many times before, uh, things just didn't work out until about nine months ago when I uh, had the opportunity to join the board. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, it's a great place to be. It's a fantastic organization. Um, you know, um, James talked about merging the professional and the community goals. And I think for the technology community here in Atlanta and slowly sp- spreading to Birmingham as well now, um, TechBridge is a way to merge our professional and our community goals and uh, I'm just happy to be here. Um, I reiterate that, but um, you know the fact you started in as a volunteer and knowing about TechBridge for many, many years and now coming into a leadership position, uh, I don't want to talk about that a little bit more uh, later on down the line when we talk about other CIOs that are involved and, and really y'all's motivation for doing that, but uh, it is a great pleasure to have each of you gentlemen here. Uh, James, in the original um, monologue, you shared a little bit about what TechBridge does. But tell me a little bit, how long has TechBridge been around? And uh, and more importantly, all not-for-profits have to be funded, uh, hence the not-for-profit. How are, how is TechBridge funded? And and uh, maybe give us a little, bit, a little bit of that background, please, sir. So TechBridge started in 2000, and uh, it, it started as, as two ideas uh, that ended up merging into one. One is let's have a really great party that brings together the technology industry uh, for them to get to know each other, build community, and uh, you know, a group of peers, and and celebrate the success of the industry uh, over the past year. But in the process, let's raise money for a good cause. The second idea was there needs to be a technology consulting company that is a nonprofit for nonprofits. So those two ideas came together, and that's what TechBridge is today. Um, we. Uh, we fund our operations uh, in a couple different ways. Obviously, the event that I just mentioned uh, is, is a major contributor to our funding. Um, we used to be about 50-50 between uh, philanthropy, uh, raising money of some fashion uh, from the donor community, and fees from, not, not, uh, from the uh, not-for-profits themselves. Today, we're running about 65 to 70% philanthropy. And, and the reason is, is twofold. One is the community has, has supported us substantially. It, it's been wonderful, uh, the support that we've gotten through our adopt a nonprofit program and other programs. But the second reason is technology costs less. We're actually doing a really good job of, of commoditizing technology, making it simpler 
and easier and more appropriate for the nonprofit clients that we serve. Take, for example, um, uh, a, a standard operating platform. We call it Data Basics. It's built upon the Salesforce platform. It used to cost us anywhere from thirty to sixty thousand dollars per project to set it up for a nonprofit. Today, it's six six thousand wow. dollars uh, for the basic implementation, and that includes a year of support. So it's uh, it's just amazing the the efficiencies that we've been able to drive, um, and we can't take credit for it. Uh, it's really been the, just the quality of the products and services that are available, uh, that, are, that are made freely available to the nonprofit community by to the generous sponsors that, that build these platforms, and also just the amazing thought leadership that we get uh, from organizations like GE and Vish and his team. Um, we have a wonderful network of IT supporters that make all this possible. Well, we know that um, that you support Leo's organization, and last year we had uh, the Georgia uh, Firefighters Burn Association on the program. Uh, how many other organizations uh, receive either technology support or consulting support from you and your uh, staff at TechBridge? So at last year's Digital Ball, you may remember, uh, I said this is the year of growth. Uh, that was the message uh, that I wanted to convey uh, about our commitment for the next 12 months. And so when I said we wanted to grow, we were uh, serving about 100 nonprofits per year. Um, I'm very happy to say that uh, um, I'm giving away a little bit of, uh, you know, the digital <laughs> ball. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Spoiler, spoiler alert. So, but uh, we've served, uh, we're still counting, uh, but it's going to be over 300 nonprofits wow. that we served uh, over the last 12 months. Fantastic. And, uh, and they're still coming in. They're still coming in, so we have a few more weeks for the digital ball, so we'll see what the number is then. Uh, but yeah. what's even more amazing is every day there's 40,000 nonprofits using our technology. Good gracious. 40,000. And, uh, and, and that's primarily through the Hunger Program. Uh, we did a very exciting acquisition of an organization called Aid Matrix, uh, which was a spinoff of I2 for any of the IT historians on, in the crowd. And uh, they basically built uh, a, a set of supply chain applications that facilitate the movement of donated food all the way from manufacturer to food pantry from whoever's distributing the food. Uh, and that platform is moving uh, 400 million pounds of food a year. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's TechBridge technology now. And we have an amazing team that, that keeps that network running. So uh, in the early days, and even last year, the 100 that you were serving last year, I would say that the majority, if not all of those, were Atlanta or Georgia-centric. What does that look like today with the 300 you're serving, James? Uh, we have clients in all 50 states. Wow. At the moment. Uh, and, uh, and some international, too, I think. Yeah, uh, about six countries. Uh, we have a food bank network in the U.K., uh, another food bank network in Ireland, uh, we have some smaller clients in Australia, and we have a, a product called uh, Virtual Food Drive, which is a fundraising product for nonprofits. A food bank in Japan just signed up for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't do any marketing, so I'm not sure how that happens, but uh, it's a small community, and, uh, and when there's something that works, uh, the word tends to get out. We talked a lot about the not-for-profit community and what you're doing for them um, in general terms. But specifically, in addition to this food food bank platform, what are some of the other specific uh, 
programs are you doing now with some of these not-for-profits? How are you helping them be more efficient? I know you use some outside partners to do that as well, but maybe dig in that a little bit more, James. So what we'd like to start with is an assessment and uh, an IT strategic plan for nonprofits. So regardless of size, um, you know, for $500, uh, we can do an IT assessment for a nonprofit. If they can't afford the $500, I'm very excited to say that the uh, Community Foundation of Metro Atlanta is doing grants uh, to fund uh, those IT assessments, and we subsidize that as well because we want to make sure that every nonprofit has the opportunity to include technology and efficiency uh, in the execution of its mission. And so that IT plan will lay out really over the next two years, here's the projects that we think you need to execute in order to streamline your operations, automate it more, and uh, basically have your resources stretch farther. Then the execution of those projects um, fall into a couple buckets. We're very focused on cloud migrations just because of the suitability of the tools and the platform for the nonprofit sector. Uh, and, and our ability to really drive price points down uh, and reduce complexity uh, and risk in a nonprofit organization by moving them to the cloud. And Caminar Lutino is a, a great example of that. You guys moved to the Office 365 platform, plus you've moved to the Salesforce platform, and, uh, and we made that same journey ourselves. So the day I took over TechBridge, we had 20 servers. Today we have zero. Wow. Zero servers. We don't even have Active Directory. Um, which which means there's some trade-offs, but uh, for a smaller organization uh, that uh, we want to spend time with our clients, we don't want to spend time managing IT. So we're pretty similar to the organizations we serve, right? Uh, and, and through the generosity of Microsoft and Salesforce and Google and others, uh, we can make that possible for nonprofits. Um, and then application development. Uh, we, uh, through the acquisition of Aid Matrix, uh, we now have a very strong application development team. We're doing some very exciting projects uh, with Open Hand, for example, and other organizations. And uh, we actually have a dev center in India now uh, as well uh, in order to, to have that application development happen. And then there's other things, you know, mobility. We had an acquisition during the year of a, of a nonprofit focused on mobility uh, strategy for nonprofits. Um, so whatever innovation we feel like we need to do in order to make uh, the world a better place. Uh, if it involves technology, we want to do it. It's amazing. I learn something new every time I spend time with you, and it's it's very, very exciting. Let's talk about one of my favorite nights of every single year, and I think many people in our community feel the same way. The Digital Ball, coming up on May the 9th. It is, a again, a huge night for our community, a huge night for the CIO community, but for the greater community at large. And I know one lady who designs my outfit every year, she makes some money as well. So <laughs> that's a sad story we're not going to go into. But uh, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about the digital ball. Uh, last year, you raised about a million two in cash and in-kind donations to the digital ball. First, James, explain to me a little bit about what the digital ball is and then about the impact to the community and to TechBridge. So the digital ball is a derivative of an idea that was in the Silicon Valley. Uh, there is a ball. Uh, there was a ball uh, that was called the technology ball, I believe, or uh, it, it was something like that. And uh, it was basically, uh, you know, like I said before, a celebration of uh, the IT community and their accomplishments. Um, the, so the digital ball had that uh, as its original DNA. I would say the event has morphed over time. It used to be about over-the-top entertainment, um, a very high production quality event. 
And it's still a high production quality event. But I think we've changed uh, the, the, the culture of the event a bit to focus more on our mission and more on the needs of the community. So starting um, last year, we did the crowdfunding campaign uh, for Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation. Um, we, we want more stories of the need in the community and more celebration of how we've made the community a better place. Because uh, I think that's what people ultimately want to hear. Uh, they they want to get together and conduct business and network and have a good time. Uh, but uh, they want to hear about how our efforts have made the community better for all of us. Well, I've told everybody I would be there, but who else is going to be there, James? Well, we got 60 hosts uh, who are going to be there. So pretty much uh, the who's who. Uh, you know, our presenting sponsor is always Accenture and... Uh, uh, they're a wonderful sponsor. Uh, and then our terabyte sponsors are Avaya, Dell, Infor, and Coca-Cola Company. Uh, longtime sponsors that have been wonderful for us, and uh, we're just so happy and honored that they uh, chose to continue to be sponsors yet again for us. And as uh, James said, you know, the who's who of the Atlanta IT community is going to be there. So the event itself is uh, hosted by Janet Sherlock from Carter's and Bill Van Curen of NCR. Uh, you'll get to see Jeff Farrow from uh, the American Cancer Society, Dave Barnes from UPS, Anil Cherian from SunTrust, uh, Karen Renner from Novellus, uh, Ed Steinecke from Coca-Cola. Uh, we've got about 60 hosts that have committed to uh, be a part of the digital ball, and it's going to be a great night. These are 60 CIOs of major corporations in this community, some with global impact, and yet everyone gets together for one night to create this super event that then puts money back into TechBridge, which TechBridge then shares with the community. I don't know how you say home run any more dramatically than that. No, thank you. It's a, it's a special event, and it's a special night, and uh, I'm so happy that every year we've been able to make it a little bit bigger and a little bit better, hopefully, than the previous year. You know, time will tell uh, in a few weeks if, if we can uh, set the bar higher, but uh, I'm optimistic that we can. I want to direct this next question to James and Leo. Um, as we just said, that's an amazing group of executives. How else do these executives get involved during the year through TechBridge or through individual organizations like yours, Leo? And maybe we'll flip it up and start with Leo this time. How, how do these exec executives get positioned to be involved in, in your organization and some of the other not-for-profits that TechBridge serves, the 300 now that they served last year? Yeah, we, we have been lucky enough to uh, yeah, to be in partnering here with the TechBridge to, to, to uh, assess our needs and, and you know, get a, uh, our CRM a, uh, database in, in place, and a, uh, like a, James said, also the Office 365. We we did some some they did some great work for us, and but also we benefited from from connections that they introduced us to. So we have had a, uh, some a, um, a board members that uh, came suggested by by TechBridge and uh, Praveen. Gautam, I apologize if I'm butchering his last name. From Brambles. <laughs> From Brambles, yeah. And I, I, he introduces also to Julian Urquidy that also is still in our board. A, um, a, and he's also from Brambles Limited. So we, we did we do have a, yeah, the, their expertise. They're different. Uh, Julian, I think, is, has a financial background. So he brought that to our organization, a, a board. And, and Praveen is a, a, an immense a, um, what is it, IT knowledge that it spearheaded our, our you know a, uh, our efforts to try to change our, our technology um, background so that's great James how do you utilize these CIOs on a day-to-day -day basis all year long 
Uh, well, first I hit them up for donations. That's uh, that's step that's one. Good so. way to start. <laughs> So, Vish, before you leave, we, uh, you know, <laughs> I brought my wallet. <laughs> so, um, but it, you know, as I said before, uh, their thought leadership around innovation and uh, solving big problems using technology is so helpful. Um, we have amazing CIOs and, and technology experts here in Atlanta. We're really blessed Amen. as a community uh, to have such talent. Um, and we're, and, and to have such talent also blended with a desire to help others, uh, it, it's truly remarkable. So we leverage that to, to its fullest. Um, you know, SunTrust has been phenomenal with helping us design uh, new, uh, new theories on how to combine platforms. Like what, what, how do we take Salesforce and Microsoft and, and produce something that can provide additional capabilities for nonprofits, uh, but do it in such a way that it's, it's low cost and easy uh, easy to set up and use for the for the users. Um, and just because of the depth of their expertise and using these multiple platforms, that's a great uh, you know uh, think tank for us to bounce ideas off of them. Um, the other way is the board placement program. So um, it's not uh, you know it, it's not uh, an official program that we have. Uh, but it is something we're always keeping an eye out is if you're a senior IT leader and you have a desire to get more involved uh, in, in the community and in the nonprofits, we love making connections for you to be on the boards of nonprofits. And the reason why is it, it takes all of that uh, intellectual uh, capital that you have and infuses it into the decision-making process and planning process at nonprofits. And it makes our job a lot easier because every time we do a project for a nonprofit. We have to sell the nonprofit on the idea. We have to sell a donor on the idea, and we have to sell the board on the idea, right? And so, if the board has that IT and business uh, expertise, it just makes our job that much easier. And that's what we saw with Caminar Latino. Mm -hmm. To say that we were archaic is an <laughs> understatement for a uh, for our organization. I um, I had a um, experience with Salesforce back in two thousand and three with AT was putting it for, you know, a, um, their database and for, uh, for tracking our sales and, and customer service and all of that. Uh, so I knew a lot about that. And then when I, when I came to Camino Latino and I saw that we were working on, on an access database, I, I kind of fainted, but I, um, but I did not know how to go about making change. So the, uh, the, the board, a, um, what is a board members, uh, Praveen was a, uh, essential to, for us to to be able to make those changes, and and working with TechBridge was essential for us to make those changes. So we're very happy with with what we're doing today, with the advances that we have made with our technology. So, and, and it's a, and and what happened with Caminar Latino is typical, and and what I mean by that is we made an introduction uh, to somebody at Brambles. And they brought somebody else on board, mm -hmm. and additional resources and capabilities and, and, and engagement flows from those relationships. Mm -hmm. And I would say in almost all cases, that's what we've seen. And that's what we love. Mm -hmm. That's what we love, building bridges mm -hmm. between the for-profit community and nonprofits, um, whether it's uh, having the IT department come out on a weekend and paint uh, or whether it's one organization did a bake sale mm -hmm. to raise money for an IT project uh, at a uh, at a nonprofit, um, I just love those stories, and it's exactly the type of community we're looking to build. And uh, Ricky, I'm I'm sure you know this, but uh, you know TechBridge has been instrumental in uh, in this uh, technology community uh, building a Habitat to home, 
Uh, it's been around 10 years now, and uh, TechBridge has uh, brought a lot of the IT teams across Atlanta to build one home, start to finish. Uh, and that's been a great program. I've done that a couple of years with my teams, and it's been fantastic. When TechBridge first uh, began, I recall uh, Tom Verdon, Silicon Valley Bank, where the big party idea started. Uh, everyone met at, uh, I believe it was at Monarch Plaza or at the old Linux Towers and big community meeting. And I would never really, really wrap my arms around it totally until I had an explanation by Bill Bowling, who is a mentor friend of mine at the Atlanta Community Food Bank. He said, Ricky, as you know, I feed hungry people. And I know how to feed hungry people, but we don't know anything about technology. And for TechBridge to come in and do the part that that not-for-profits are not, it's not what they're trained to do. It's not what their mission in life to do. Taking over the technology area allows them to be better and to serve more people with the resources they have, whether it's helping battered uh, women or battered families or feeding folks or any of the other myriad uh, projects and opportunities the 300 organizations have. I got that. When I had that realization, it was Eureka, and I have been blessed to be involved uh, ever since. But, uh, Fish, I want to get to something that you said a second ago uh, because I think it's very, very important. Uh, I know as a CIO at a division of GE, you only have things to do 27, 28 hours of every 24-hour day. Uh, And you've got family, and you've got friends, and you've got relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Yet, you're involved. You contribute financially. You contribute your time. What is the thinking behind that and also the thinking project to the other, you know, 100 CIO hosts and volunteers within the organization? What motivates you to do this? Ricky, I think uh, for technology executives, TechBridge is a very natural fit. It really helps connect our capabilities and our skills with the needs of the community. So as you know, in the corporate world, and I think James, uh, you know, alluded to this, there's been a lot of commoditiz- commoditization of technology that's driven a lot of productivity. There's no reason why we can't bring that to the nonprofits, right? Um, and so TechBridge has helped drive a lot of productivity into the nonprofits and in being able to provide services at much lower cost and therefore help them provide services, you know, a lot more than they would have originally thought capable. So technology really has been a force multiplier, and uh, and it's it gives um, the technology executive a natural way to take their skills and talents and apply it to community problems and build a better community around them. And so, um, you know, three extra uh, hours to be spent on that in a week is is nothing. Well, um, as someone who has served the CIO community for a long time as a service provider. Uh, it does my heart good to see people like yourself and Janet and Bill Van Curen and Jay Farrow and we can do look Gene Holly at Brambles. We can just do a laundry list of all these great and wonderful people, certainly Ed Steinecke and, and many, many others. It just does my heart good to know that the senior leadership of these organizations not only have a heart for technology, but they have a heart for every citizen of this community, and you're doing something about it. And by gosh, that is good stuff. Thank you very, very much. Um, James, you alluded a little bit earlier to the um, uh, Adopt a Nonprofit Program. Uh, talk a little bit about that, and then maybe, Leo, talk about it from the nonprofit perspective, how they've helped you uh, in that and also with some of the other key introductions. We've touched on it a little bit, but I know the, uh, the, the, the food banking program is a big part of how that's all developed, James, but maybe kind of give us a thumbnail sketch. Yeah, the Adopt a Nonprofit uh, program actually came out of a, a conversation that I had with Carrie, our Chief Development Officer, 
And uh, we were at, at that time we were doing a lot of managed services. And uh, I remember, um, I, you know, I'm probably going to take more credit credit than I claim claim in, in this conversation. She probably just came and said, "I have an idea here." It was, but in my in my recollection, I was a little bit of the process. But um, we were basically talking about the challenges of saying this is expensive. You know, technology is expensive uh, to deliver to nonprofits, and we have to find a way to subsidize it. And it was Carrie who said, well, why don't we ask our corporate sponsors to do it? You know, why don't they, uh, you know, why don't they contribute to it? Uh, and then we said, of course, an adoption. You know, let's have an adoption program and see how that flies. So we pioneered it uh, with Norfolk Southern and Turner Broadcasting. Uh, they were the two um, pilot sponsors. So we picked a couple of nonprofits, uh, teamed up with them, uh, and Builders Insurance Group. They, uh, they were right there as well. Uh, if they weren't in the pilot group, then they were the first one out of the gate uh, after we were done with the pilot. And we, uh, we built a model on how we can build that, the relationship between the corporate community and these, uh, these nonprofit engagements. Uh, since then, uh, it's taken off. Uh, we've had over 60 adoptions, over 60 transformations done. Uh, and growing every day. You know, the last time someone told me the number it was 60, so I'm sure we're well beyond that now. And um, uh, what's worked really well is what I mentioned before about the relationship that gets built. And, and to be honest with you, I love that even more than the actual technology project getting done, which is wonderful. But the fact that we can build a relationship that is going to grow and blossom and find new ways that we never envisioned uh, in order for one organization or group of people to help uh, another one uh, is just is just fantastic to me. Leo, I know you're in the uh, adopt a program and waiting for the uh, uh, someone to adopt you, but uh, but you know as you're waiting for that process to, to mature, you've also received a lot of help in many different multiple ways. So maybe give us a thumbnail sketch of how that's worked for you. Yes, they um, the the. What James was saying about the uh, building the relationship, that, that's really uh, instrumental because uh, um, when we first started the connection and we they, they came and did the assessment for us and, you know, they gave us the bill and we were like, oh, my God, this is sort of prohibitive for us. So we we said, OK, and we started talking and Carrie was uh, uh, helping us and, 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 and they made the connections with other uh, um, uh, funders like Wells Fargo that came through for us and, and provided a sizable contribution. And, and that's one of the reasons why we started making all these changes on our uh, um, uh, Office 365 and Salesforce uh, implementation that we just started only in, in January 1st, but we have uh, improved our productivity <laughs> by leaps and bounds. So, uh, and and that's how, you know that's made possible by by uh, organizations out there like like Wells Fargo or any other uh, um, IT organizations that 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 can be part of the pro this program of uh, adopting nonprofit. We do want to give a shout out to Carrie Bates Hastings, who, as James said, kind of came to her, him with the idea. Uh, Carrie celebrates her tenth anniversary at TechBridge this week, and. If you've not met this young lady, you really should. She is the one always at the back of the room pushing everybody to the front to get the credit and the accolades and the, and the, the applause while she's back there uh, making things happen. And, and Carrie, if you happen to be listening, God bless you. We love you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at TechBridge 10 years and 20 years from now because you're doing good work in this community. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm going to throw this one open to anybody. Uh, how can a corporation, of course, uh, 
anyone can really answer this, but how can a corporation get involved in the program, and then how can a nonprofit get involved within the program? And so, um, Vish, I'll let you hit it first. Yeah, so maybe from a corporation standpoint, uh, you know, many different ways to do this. Uh, obviously, you can write a big check uh, to the digital ball or just, you know, in general to TechBridge, which then helps subsidize uh, some of these nonprofits. Um, you can be part of the uh, the, the nonprofit adoption uh, program. Um, then you know, Sim now does a golf tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the proceeds go directly to TechBridge. Uh, the the entire golf tournament is in honor of TechBridge. So if you want to come out and play some golf and have some fun and be part of that, you know you can certainly do that. Um, and then you know the uh, just the volunteering time. You know it's not enough just to to spend money, you know, things have to be implemented, and uh, there's expertise that IT teams can provide to the nonprofits. So uh, many different ways. And then I talked about the uh, the house that IT built, you know, the Habitat House. So there's uh, several different ways that you can do this. There's a recycling program. Um, so you know, just hit one of us up, and we'll uh, find a way to uh, you know get you engaged. Leo. I think like uh, James said earlier that, that there's so many nonprofits out there that they don't have the infrastructure, they don't have the funds. So uh, yeah, we uh, any any chance we get, we uh, recommend with Stackbridge to other nonprofits out there to to, to to get in touch and and see how they can maybe get their needs assessed and, and see what they can do because I'm sure that something can be done. What do you want to add to that, James? Uh, I think just one thing. Uh, we have two amazing guests here, uh, and they've uh, they they've They've done a great job of talking about TechBridge, so I want to thank you for being here and for doing that. Um, but I would also say visit our website, techbridge.org. Uh, there is two big pictures there, uh, one on one side that says, do you need help? And the one on the other side says, do you want to offer help? And uh, based upon where you are, maybe you're in both. So uh, uh, check out the programs and services available, and there will be links that will take you to ways to get involved. You know, as Vish said, it doesn't really matter uh, your position or level or organization. There's so many different ways that you can get involved. There will be something there uh, that probably works for you, so we recommend to check it out. And to the nonprofits out there, um, our, our, our biggest client is you know the largest nonprofit in the world, and our smallest client uh, has one person working at it. So it doesn't matter who you are, uh, and it doesn't matter uh, the size of your organization. Uh, we can help you, and we're committed to helping you. And uh, we're also committed to helping you find ways to fund this. Uh, so please reach out and let us know. That was techbridge.org, techbridge.org. Go there. Uh, if you have money, if you want to help, if you need help uh, in the not for profit community, please go there, and it will be well worth your time. James, I want to kind of start wrapping up today with what's next for TechBridge. I know recently you were with my dear friend Scott McGlawn, who I met many years ago in Columbus when he was CIO at Synovus, now CIO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama. What's going on with the expansion of TechBridge? You've been over in Birmingham. You're looking at some other cities. But give us a kind of a, a bird's eye view of where TechBridge goes over the next year or two. So TechBridge has done a great job at growth, as I mentioned. It was our focus. We had uh, scalable products. We wanted to make sure that we got those products out there and and were able to deliver it with excellence uh, uh, across a large number of organizations and a large geographic footprint. Uh, Our focus for the next 12 months is is really going to be about community impact. So we've done, as I said, a great job of, of that national reach, 
But now we need to go deep into communities and make sure that we're actually addressing the metrics uh, that communities care about. Um, invariably, that's poverty. Uh, so we need to make more substantial investments in, the, in using technology to alleviate poverty and, and, and other social uh, ills uh, that communities may face. What we're doing in Birmingham is an example of that. We need to build a stronger IT community in Birmingham. We need to bring them together for the benefit of themselves and for philanthropy. And we need to make sure that we're aligning with causes uh, that are going to show the biggest improvement in that community. And so we'll be doing more of that focus in more communities across the United States. Well, congratulations, uh, needless to say, and uh, all for a recap show and then for many shows in the future. As we begin wrapping it up for sure this time, uh, if someone would like to contact any of you personally to maybe ask you a question, find out more about your organization, uh, or just thank you for today's uh, program, how would they go about it? And uh, Vish, why don't we start with you? What is the best way to contact you or get to know more about what you're doing at GE? Oh, absolutely. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Vish Narendra, GE Power and Water. Um, my email address, vishnarendra1 at gmail.com or uh, cell phone, 404-353-6515. Uh, catch me any way you can. Leo? You can, um, anybody can contact me through LinkedIn. I'm there. Also, a, um, through our website, CaminalLatino.org. Camino, by the way, Camino Latino means Latino journey. So I'm going to spell that for some of those of you out there. It's C-A-M-I-N-A-R, Latino, L-A-T-I-N-O.org. And you can read more about us, and you can email me directly also, lmartinez at CaminoLatino.org. And we have a presence in Facebook as well as Twitter. It's a great website, and it really does a, a good job of telling the story. And I, I was very touched when I read it uh, over the weekend. James, how do we get in touch with you? So first, I usually recommend info at techbridge.org uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly. But I promise you, it's the other people at TechBridge that you'd rather <laughs> talk to. Uh, but uh, me directly is jfranklin at techbridge.org. And uh, my Twitter handle is uh, James F. So I have 10 Twitter followers, and I'm hoping I can really get up to 11. So, all right, see, we're, we're good. We're good. 10% improvement. How about that? <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a, a privilege for me. Uh, as we close, uh, I'll give you each a minute, 90 seconds maybe, to say anything you'd like to say to our audience in Atlanta or around the country, or we even have viewers listening all over the world. So, um, what would you, what would you like to share in your last, uh, 60 to 90 seconds? And I guess we can start over Vish end and we'll work our way back around. Yeah. You know, if you think about technology today, um, the beauty of it is, uh, that it can be actually delivered from anywhere in the world. Uh, a lot of our technology delivery happens in Mexico or China or the Philippines or India or some other place. Um, so what I would say to everybody out there is even though TechBridge is an Atlanta-based organization, uh, the delivery of services can be national and it can be international too. As James talked about, there's services being provided in six other countries. So if you ever want to get engaged, uh, but you live outside of the Atlanta area, you know, uh, we have capability to deliver services in your region, in your community. So don't hesitate to reach out and, uh, you know, we'll make sure that we provide any service that, that we can that can help you multiply your capability. Leo? Uh, I, I, I think a, um, 
We are, uh, our mission is uh, definitely to work with the families that have been impacted by domestic violence. And we do that on, on an everyday basis. But technology is helping us achieve that mission uh, in, in a swifter way. So it does, it does have a great impact, the, the use of technology. Uh, and, and I believe that, you know, I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be a good nonprofit a, uh, worker if I wouldn't ask you guys out there to support our work. Uh, yeah, just visit our website, and if you, if it, if it's a, uh, in your kindness that that to to give a donation to our organization, just read about our work and and and, and what is that? We would appreciate anything. Uh, I think I just have two things to add. One is uh, I, I would strongly encourage anyone out there uh, to to take a look at Caminar Latino. I'm very impressed with your mission. Uh, I I love the fact that you help. Uh, people um, that that are in a situation where they're having a hard time helping themselves. Um, the, it's 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 the cruelest, most awful thing I can imagine uh, when you start talking about someone that you love and and you're a victim of abuse from that person. And uh, so anyway, I just applaud you for for Amen. what you do to keep Thank people you. safe. Uh, and anything that we can do to help you, we will always be there for you. Uh, and also, I want to thank Ricky. Uh, you know, Ricky, you have always been an amazing supporter of TechBridge. You've been an amazing supporter of this community. And uh, I just want to thank you for everything that you do and let you know that uh, uh, there's a, a very special place in my heart for you. Thank you, James. That's very humbling. Thank all three of you gentlemen. This has been, a, I think, one of the best shows of our two-year run. Uh, a lot of great information. And I think that uh, our audience today and our audience over the next several months as people listen to it, um, uh, we'll all be touched by, by what you've shared. I look forward to seeing all of you at the Digital Ball and in and around our community as you continue to make Atlanta a better place for every one of our brothers and sisters who live here. This is Ricky Steele, and I've finished my cup of coffee in Booth 61. If you're not able to attend the Digital Ball, I hope you'll join us for the live Booth 61 broadcast that'll be on at about 5.30 to 6 o'clock on March 9th. For about an hour, we'll be interviewing these and other CIOs uh, live from the uh, reception area. And you can always listen to past Booth 61 shows, uh, um, past 60, Booth 61 shows uh, at Booth 61 at Ricky Steele on Business Radio X. That's May 9th for the Digital Ball. Live on May 9th, we'll be in the lobby area at the Digital Ball. Uh, in closing today, I'd like to dedicate this show today to Mr. John Emley, who was at the very first Digital Ball. John died uh, two weeks ago, and uh, the community turned out and filled up McCamish uh, Pavilion uh, at uh, Georgia Tech uh, to say thank you to a man that we would not have our technology community. If you do not who know who John Imlay is and you work in technology in Atlanta, you should be thanking him and looking him up on Google, Google because over 60 or 70 CIOs of technology companies came out of the old MSA. So to Mr. Imlay, thank you very much for all you did, and certainly Sig Mosley and many others will continue to take that on for many, many years, and I dedicate this show to all of you. I always close by sharing a blessing for you, your family, and your business. This blessing comes from the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. I'm Ricky Steele. Thank you for visiting Booth 61.